0: My title of the sermon today is The Promise. I got this actually uh, as soon as I was asked to come and look after Redcliffe. And uh, it's a a word that God just dropped in my heart that I knew that God wanted me to speak on this. And uh, I pray that as you hear today that you would be stirred. I pray that today fire would begin to be burning, not literal burning fire, that you're on fire, but I pray that in your innermost spelling that rivers of living water will begin to flow again or continue to flow. So I'm reading from Job, a little bit of a different style this morning in my preaching. So normally I start with a story as Pastor David on his last Sunday said. Well, today I'm starting with the Word. And I think I'm going to continue this because I like this. Joel 2, 28 to 29, the headline is the day of the Lord. And afterwards, just remember that Joel says and afterwards, I'm going to refer to that later in the sermon. I will pour my spirit on all people, your sons and and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour my spirit out in my spirit in those days. So it's afterward, afterward in those days. You know this passage has a double whammy prophetic promise. It's not only a promise for Joel's day. Oh, sorry. Isaac turned 50. Happy 40. (laughs) I'm thinking of Pentecost, 50 days after Pentecost. Isaac, stand up. 40 years old. Today. Oh, the birthday's today. Oh, Isaac. Happy 40th. (laughs) Not 50th. I would have thought you were 30. (laughs) We celebrated with him yesterday, last night. It was such a great celebration in the family and friends. Sorry, back to the word. But I did want to honour. This is one of those passages that has a double prophetic promise to it. It's given to the Israelites. It's given to the Gentiles. And it's given to us, Aussies, Italians, Russians, Asians. Fijians, English, come on, Scottish, Scottish, (laughs) Kiwi, Filipinos, Pakistanis, who's Pakistan? Of course, the birthday boy. Amen. All flesh. We see that on the day of Pentecost, given to the 120 who gathered. Did you know that when Jesus uh, uh, was ascended from heaven for uh, many days, uh, (laughs) there is a day number that he was here. Birthday boy, how many days was it? Yeah, 40 days. For 50 from resurrection to the outpouring of the Spirit was 50 days. And I knew it wasn't 50, so it's 40 days. Um, they were, he spoke to 500. 500. Telling them, wait in the city. Wait. Wait, because then there will be a great outpouring of power from on high. Only 120 decided to wait. I pray and believe that it won't be like this in this day. And we read in Acts 2.1-4, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like a blowing, the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled, all, all, all 120, not 500, it was only 120. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them, all of them. In the last, in the afterward, I will pour, afterward, I will pour my Spirit out on all flesh. We see it in Acts. Peter quotes, Just a few verses after, two verses after, this is how he quotes Joel's passage. He quotes it, Joel said afterward, Peter quotes it as in the last days. Joel said afterward, Peter said in the last days, I will pour my spirit on all flesh. So can you see? That Joel is saying, he's a prophet and he's speaking, I'm going to pour my spirit on afterward. I'm going to pour my spirit on all flesh. In the 120 gathered together, the Holy Spirit comes. The pouring of the Holy Spirit came upon them. Two verses. So it's come. Okay. Pouring of the Holy Spirit's come. Two verses later, Peter's going, in the last days. So he's actually saying there's more to come. Did you get that? There's more of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit to come. And when I said to you that this prophet, Joel, he's prophesying not only to them of the day, afterward, he's prophesying that it's for us today. And this passage is so important as we begin to declare in the last days a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a spiritual awakening to come. This outpouring is going to come. And I'm going to go through history right now. I'm going to give you a bit of a history lesson of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we've already seen. And some of you have no idea of some of these occurrences of where the repeat of the Holy Spirit outpouring after Acts chapter 2. there's a, There was actually from Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, until now there's been 10 major outpourings of a new fresh awakening of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost in 30 AD, the second one, the pre Reformations in 1300 to 1500s, the Reformation 1517. Number four, the first great awakening 1727 to 1750. Number five, the second great awakening from 1780 to 1810. History lesson here, biblical one. The, number six, the general Awakening from 1830 to 1840. forty—is anyone been a part of these yet? <laughs> Kath, I don't want to embarrass you, but you'd be 1900s in born in the 1900s. Kath? It's 95. Granddaughter? <laughs> okay, it's coming. You've been part of one of these. The General Awakening, number six, 1830 to 1840. The number seven, the Layman's Revival, 1857 to 1861. The World War Two. oh, number eight, somehow it got deleted. So that would have been from 18, that would have been from 1861. Oh, I am so sorry. Forget my phone, it's on there. But anyway, number eight, there was one in number eight. Number nine, World War II revival. Oh, no, no. Number, um, yeah, I can't remember it. Number nine, the World War II revival in 1938 to 1950. I think you were number eight, Kathleen. Catherine, Kathleen, I'm having a bad day with names today. Fifty, poor guy. Number ten. The Baby Boomer Revival, in 1965 to 1970. That's a little bit me, sort of. Not quite Baby Boomer. Not just uh, like before 70. But. And I believe there's going to be another outpouring. You've got to see um, there have been continual little outpourings. But I want to focus, I want to remind us of three Distinct great outpourings that most of us will remember, and they are that brought great change to the world. We don't remember all those other ones; those ten um, so much. We don't hear about them so much, but we have heard about these ones. And in pictures are going to come at the back. In and number one, the in the fifteen hundreds when Martin Luther wrote his his 90, 5 These, that's the title of it, 95 These. <laughs> I was hoping someone would pick me up on that one. <laughs> You're listening, that's good to hear. Number one, that's a reformation that restored Jesus. This is a reformation in the day, in the 1500s, the the practice of the clergy of the priests were selling indulgences. So if you did a sin, they would make you pay for the sin and say, well, you won't go to purgatory if you pay. So there was such corruption in the church that Martin Luther says, it's got to change. And this brought a great awakening, great reformation, which restored Jesus back into the church. It was a bad practice that was going on. He argued that true repentance and freedom and eternal life only comes through the personal relationship of Jesus Christ. And that's what it is. It's a personal relationship through Jesus Christ. It's not a paying system it's not a torture system, it's not, it's not purgatory, it's none of that, it's saying you can get access to the throne room of God, you don't need to go through priests, you don't need to go through clergy, you don't need to come to me and ask me to pray, even though I will pray for you, you can pray to God, you can have direct access to the throne room of God. We see in that era, in the 1500s, the Bible was printed and spread throughout the world in an unprecedented... Da, da. Jesus, help me today. That's what five hours sleep does to you. <laughs> because I was praying for you in the service. Unprecedented. Because we've heard it so much during COVID. I hated saying it right during this time. One more, One more time. Um, presented it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and people began to see who God was for Himself. The Bible, the printing of the Word of God, spread at a radical pace. This rebirth in the, in the spiritual realm directly ref- reflected the birth in the world. The Bible spreading reflected the gospel going out. Jesus was restored to humanity. Number two, in the 1900s, the Reformation that restored the Holy Spirit. So Jesus came back into the church. Then we see that the Holy Spirit came back into the church. We see the great awakening in the 1900s. Are those pictures coming up? That is, that's just you know, back then, they didn't have the wide angles, shots. But the, the revival meetings were crazy. If you want to look, go on Google Images and put A Great Awakening and you will see like fields and masses of people. The church had become powerless and operated like a religious system. So Jesus was returned to the church, then it became a business. Then it became a religious system. England was the unipolar power at the time, but it was starting to break apart. This paid away for the Welsh Revival in 1904. That's when we hear about the Welsh Revival started, which started after young people. You hearing me, guys? Young people listening to me? Josh, Iona, Laura, Larissa, I can go on. After young people began to experience the reality of God's power through the Holy Spirit, a move amongst it started in, with the young people. The church exploded with the fire of heaven. S.J. Lee Grady said about the Welsh revival, it was marked by two profound characteristics. Number one, first waves of conviction drew people to repentance. Amen. I want to see that. Do you want to see that again? Where conviction, revival, where this street here, The conviction of God falls upon them. A wave of the Spirit comes throughout Redcliffe, throughout Brisbane, throughout Australia, throughout the world. That sinners came into the meetings and immediately fell on their knees at the altars. Secondly, he says Christians felt an urgency to share Christ with everyone around because of the reality of hell. And God's judgment, they seemed almost possessed by the love of God for the unconverted. Give me that passion, Lord Jesus. A passion to see the unconverted, hear about the hope of Jesus. Then we see in 1906, 1905, Welsh Revival, 1906, the Azusa Street. Revival. There was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The third key Reformation in 1906 lasted nearly 10 years. So, nearly 10 years, this revival, unbelievable. Azusa Street, Los Angeles, that's where that is. An outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was restored to the church. People started flowing in the gifts of the Spirit, speaking in tongues, seeing miracles, signs and wonders everywhere they went. And many became born again Christians. And afterward, and in the last days, I will pour my Spirit on all flesh. We're going to see it again, church. We're ready for it, church. It's what I pray for on a daily basis. We're hungry to see an outpouring of people coming to know Jesus Christ, of miracles, of young people coming to know Jesus, of all age groups coming to know Jesus. Jesus. The services were held around the clock. People couldn't get enough of the Holy Spirit. I want to see that hunger where this room is packed, that we have to have curtains open and overflows in every room. That we would see a great outpouring on the Spirit of God. When, like we saw in the, in the Reformation of Jesus, when we what we saw in the Welsh Revival, people would come in and fall to the ground in repentance because of the presence of God and the encounter with Jesus. After World War II, the latter-day reign movement restored the five-fold ministry and there were many filled with the Holy Spirit in the in the 60s and the 70s I was part of that one who was part of that one yeah yeah who was part of that come on hands up wow what what um what great days they were you know bible says taste and see that the Lord is good when you've tasted revival you hunger for it I love chocolate. I love food. But I love chocolate. And when I have one piece, I can't stop at one piece. Because I've tasted and seen that it's good. So what I do now is I don't taste. Because no one gets chocolate in my house if I taste. I pray that our hunger for the Holy Spirit will be like that where we can't stop at one piece whatever you love whatever you like that you want more you know in america then entered in a season of apathy and fear resulting from the rise of the cold war in the intense vietnam protests war protests and the first nuclear bomb and during this time the jesus movement was founded who remembers the Jesus movement? You know the yellow face with the smiley, right? Who remembers who remembers Arthur Blessed walking around the, the world with a cross? Lorna remembers a few of us. Who I remember going to see him. He came to Adelaide. I think he came everywhere, and and the purpose of him carrying the cross on his. I remember had two little wheels at the end of it. Carrying the cross was to spread the message of Jesus to humanity. And this is where we see the love movement. Love led and spread the evangelism of the word of God throughout throughout contemporary music, throughout the world. The message of God's love, the message of God's forgiveness. In droves, people came to know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. The m- movement sought to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit through signs and wonders and was marked by many healings and intimate worship with God. Do you see the flow? Do you see the flow from Pentecost right through the 10 revivals, right through there's been salvation, there's been signs and wonders and miracles. And and there are the marks of love of Jesus throughout all of those revivals. Number three, the Reformation, restoring the Father heart of God. We see Jesus restored. We see the Holy Spirit restored. Now we see the restoring of the Father heart. Father heart of God. This paved the way for the Toronto outpouring in 1994. Who remembers that? Yeah, a lot lot more remember that. You know, which many referred to as the Father's blessing. The outpouring started in a little small church. Hmm. A bit like this. little, small church. By Pastor John and Carol Anna, People came from all over the world to experience the Father's love. Through signs. It, I'm repeating myself, hey. <laughs> through signs, through wonders, through miracles, and more importantly, his contagious love, salvations. many... It, Many visitors came to that place that it was, it was rated the number one tourist attraction in Toronto, 1994. Again, no wide angle because it's like... But they had continuous meetings all day long like this, right? Our, on Father's Day 1995, a massive revival broke out in Brownsville Church in Pensacola. My mum actually went to that one there. And she brought it back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when you're with someone who's so hungry for God and has experienced something, if you get close enough to them and if you hear the stories, you, you get hungry. Yeah. You want more. And that's what happened. The, there are a number of people from, our, from the church that went to in paradise went and came back hungry, which began to spread in our church. We began to see... Um, cleansing streams, we begin to see movement of God, the power of God falling out. We see Father God brought healing, joy, restoration, and it was a starting point of the whole new reformation. Throughout history, these key reformations restored Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father back to the church. But now I believe we are closer or we are living in the last days. Peter said, in the last days, I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. A new wave of the outpouring of Joel's prophetic word, repeated by Peter. I don't know if you remember this, but you would have been living under a rock if you don't remember this. COVID hit 2020. It was. We went to Jerusalem in twenty twenty in January, wasn't it, Jen? Twenty twenty, January. We we came back and do you remember Jen? that airports were empty. We were going, What's going on? That's weird, isn't it? Oh, there's there's a bit of virus in China. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They call it like the bat something or Oh, okay, this is really strange, Mark. Have you ever seen an airport like this? Never ever in my life. Not that I travel a lot, but you have. No, I've never seen it like this forever. Come back more, a few more cases, a few more cases, many cases, takeover, coronavirus has taken over, we as a church had no idea, we thought oh, about a month, a month will be all over, so we had to go, lockdown happened, and so poor Neil had to do a crash course on online church, <laughs> so he was busy learning things that he probably never learnt before, how do we do it? We learnt things of how did we do it? How are we going to do this? So there's a new way of doing church. We was, it was March, my first online service. It was early March that God woke me up. You'll find it on the first online service in my communion message. He showed me a vision. I don't get lots of visions when I get them, I, I'm like, oh, okay, you're saying something, God. And some of you might remember if you watched our first online service, and this was the vision that I saw. I saw a dark, massive, dark cloud. you got to remember, I have no idea what coronavirus is going to be like. Right? I heard about it, but that's it. Thinking it's a month virus, that's it. God gives me this vision, a dark cloud over, like just over us. And then I said, God, what is that about? What's this dark cloud? Clearly the Holy Spirit said to me, apathy is going to come. Remember, I have no idea what's going to happen. Apathy. It's weird. Apathy. But then I see this shaft of light come through the cloud, dispersing the cloud right through that there is no black cloud anymore and I said what God's what's that I'm going to bring revival and an outpouring of my spirit on the church (laughs) and that's why I'm in anticipation because I've seen it I've tasted it in the 70s I've seen it I believe I believe we're on the cusp of a new outpouring what is it? I don't do math well from 1995 to now. It's a long time, right? It's a long time. You know, I had no idea apathy. When we started online church and we started doing these lockdowns, it's exactly us as a pastoral team saw happen. Apathy came upon people. I'll ring them up. When when we were able to come back in person, we ring. Hey, I haven't seen you. Oh yeah, I love watching TV. Love watching online service in my pajamas with the kids. Oh, apathy. I didn't say that to them. This is what you meant, Lord. Yeah, going up the coast this weekend. Apathy. Oh, had a bit of a <coughs> I think it's COVID. Or watch on this week. Ring them up. Are you okay? Oh, no it wasn't COVID. Apathy. Apathy. I'm like, God, you're right. Funny about that. So I've seen the apathy, but I'm start we're starting to see, we're starting to see people come back to church. I know that sometimes it's nice to sleep in. I love that. But when it comes to being in the house of God, look what He's done for you. Look what He's done for you. An hour and a half. Not much to say, God, thank you. Worship you. I don't know about you. This is if you're feeling guilt, trip. Deal with it. (laughs) I am compassionate to people who run down and need a sleep in. I I truly, I get that. And if that's really you, then you take it. There's no conviction. If you have convictions, not from Nina, okay? This morning, it's not from me. It's just a, (laughs) it's a church, you want to be part of it, right? You want to be part of it? Do rest, absolutely. But don't rest forever. Yeah. Don't become what Jesus said, what God said, apathetic. Not apathy, not pathetic. He said apathy. I put the etic. Apathy around. And we're starting, we're starting. Do you know in places like Pakistan, the 40-year-old <laughs> Isaac, in places like Iran, Iraq, There is a revival of Muslims becoming Christians. There's no apathy over there. Trust me, there's only knives and peers and and, and guns and and slayings and cutting off heads. They're hungry for God. They are hungry for God. I want to share with you. Some words that have been spoken over Redcliffe. I want to show you a picture that Joseph, can you stand please? Joseph gave me this picture in 25th, he took it 25th in January 2021. Look, over Redcliffe. I'm sure Joseph's giving you all one. I've got that. With me all the time. As a dove, now Joseph didn't make that up. He didn't Photoshop that, did you, Joseph? Joseph doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> he he loves using his camera. He took that as a dove of the Holy Spirit over Redcliffe. There were two words that I'm aware of, two prophetic words over Redcliffe. Thanks, Kerry for giving me these words. She told me about them, and I chased her down for them. Number one, who knows Pastor Chris Peterson? He was a youth pastor here many, many years ago. And before he left to, to start to become senior pastor of his church, of a church, did missions work, but he did, became a pastor, he gave a prophetic word. This is what his prophetic word was on his last Sunday as youth pastor. He prophesied this. The end times begin with a revival. And it's going to come on the eastern side of Australia. And then the centre would begin would would be Redcliffe. The begin sorry, the centre of the beginning would be in Redcliffe. Then it would sweep across the nation. Proclaim and declare. It's a word. It's a prophetic word many, many years ago. Marlene Truss, I don't know if you know her, but she was a missionary in many, many places, YWAM, missionary all over the world. This is amazing. This is only recently. She's making her way back to Australia after being missionary. Overseas. She's flying. I'm going to read this because I don't want to miss anything. She's flying back from Madagascar to South Africa, and then there was a 17 hour wait in Johannesburg. This is her words. So I went to a Pentecostal church and found nobody that I knew because I hadn't been there for 15 years, and congregations do tend to change over periods of time. It was a Zimbabwean pastor who was sharing that morning and he said, we have a guest here and there were probably about 500, she said, in the church at the time. We have a guest here from Australia. She thought, I wonder who told him about me. But it wasn't so later when she found out. No one had told him about her. He said, I have a word for you, for your land. He didn't ask me to stand or anything like that. He said, the Lord is telling me there is going to be a revival in your land. And the Lord is telling me two towns. I do not know any cities in Australia other than Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. The Lord is telling me this revival is going to come to the east coast in the beginning, in an area from a town called Redcliffe. Wow. Come on. Can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. God shows me a vision, apathy, revival. I don't make that stuff up. Right? There's going to come revival in Reverend, uh, youth pastor. Then this lady, anonymous in the church. And it's going to come in such a way that unless the saints, the people, are aware that God is moving, that they may not know that he is moving. And my encouragement for you today is that if you know people in that area, please encourage them that the Holy Spirit is going to come and that that's going to going to be far sweeping. It will begin in that area, Redcliffe, and begin in a way that they are not expecting. And he said to me, "Wow, now, and wow, I add that in. <laughs> Sharpen your heart, be alert, because something absolutely wonderful is coming." Then the Lord said to me, the people in the east coast of Australia have shepherds' hearts. And they need to begin shepherding people. And he said to me, they are not going to miss out on the revival. Come, whether it's through a word or through a prophet, etc. I wanted to... Sh- so." Or prophetic, etc., etc. I wanted to share this word with you today, because I hear the sound of the promise. I hear the sound of a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I know, you know. People say, "Well, well, Peter said we're living in the last days." Well, that was a long time ago, so must be close. Right? I believe if you look at society, if you look at Matthew 24, which I'm going to preach a sermon on, it's like tick, 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 it's a few things, temple in Israel, just a few things that are starting to come together, last of the things. But it's going to start in Redcliffe. They're too big. They're two amazing prophetic words. That's a great picture of the dove. Three ducks in a row. <laughs> when revival comes, do I have 2 minutes left? When revival comes, God's people will hunger for righteousness, worship and service in his name. When revival I have the musicians come please. When revival comes, the lost will be drawn to Jesus by the Holy Spirit. When revival comes, people who have wandered away will return to the church. I believe sons and daughters are coming back. I believe that, you know, so many people have come through these doors over the many, many years that this place has been here, through the churches, who've grown away from the Lord, who are living with apathy pleasures of the world have taken them away. The desires of their hearts have lured them away. When revival comes serving God will not wear us out, but will lift us up. It's like having a per- permanent iron infusion, vitamin C, Barocca. It, we won't get tired. Do you get tired sometimes? I thought it was my age. I get tired sometimes. Have a good rest, good sleep, a good sleep in, good to go again. Good prayer time, charged up again. I like that. I've got to read this again. When revival comes, serving God will not wear us out, but will lift us up. I do believe you guys are going to come to me. What can I do? Where can I serve? Do we need to? I'll be here. I'll set about. I'll make the coffee. Oh uh, Jesus, Jess is going, praise the Lord. I I I will I will serve, I will greet, whatever, I will vacuum. I'll I'll be here because serving, your serving will be energized by the power of God. When revival comes, his name will be exalted. That's what it's all about. And his people will be filled with the Spirit.